Welcome back to another episode of BC Buckets Podcast. I'm Bobby Beach Patterson, and as always, joined by head men's basketball coach Mark Spaghera. And I know going into this Thanksgiving week, a lot to be uh, thankful for here, Coach. Uh, coach, well, I guess going back to us last week, uh, how did the weekend go? Uh, how's everything going for you? Oh, not too bad, Bobby. You know, tough one Saturday, but uh, guys are guys are ready to bounce back and uh, get after it with Dort tomorrow night. Absolutely, and we'll touch on both this last week and then also the week ahead, but kind of as we get going into it, uh, this week I know we got a few games. Any plans that you have uh, Thanksgiving-wise, Coach, or any traditions that you, you kind of do every single year? No, and I think it's well documented that I think Thanksgiving food's overrated. If it, if it was that good, if it was that good, we'd eat it more than once a year. Fair enough, and that might go into our uh, our life rule here later on, but we'll uh, we'll get to that when we can. But yeah, big time uh, week this last week. Uh, men's basketball team went one on one. A lot of big things uh, to help build on. I guess we'll start last Wednesday. Uh, first road test uh, in the G Pack for you, coach, and we know how tough uh, conference road games are. Uh, traveled to Yankton, played uh, a solid Mount Marty team that brought back a lot of guys from last year. The guys. Played really well um, in the first and second half. I thought I came out with a nice eight-point win, 82-74. A uh, couple really good uh, plays there towards the end by Jaden Klein. I think I know uh, Quinton uh, VC played really well the whole game. What are some of the thoughts coming out of that really big first conference road game? Well, I think first of all, you know, you look at the start of the game. We were up 9-0 about three minutes in, and, and – that's a great feeling when you're on the road to, to start off a game like that. And I think it really sets the tone. And, you know, it, I believe it was the first game all season where we led start to finish. Uh, we never trailed in the game. Uh, I had a 10-point lead at halftime and, and honestly thought we left a few out there. Um, had a couple careless turnovers near the end of the half that, that cost us a chance to score. But um, came out second half and, and – like will happen in, in the in the G Pack on the road, you know, they made a run at us on their home court and I think they cut it to four a couple different times. And our guys did a really good job of responding to that and, you know, taking the punches that Mal Marty threw and and withstanding their runs. And, you know, we made a made a lot of plays down the stretch, both both offensively and defensively, minus a couple frankly, boneheaded defensive plays that cost us a couple points there late. But, man, you go on the road and you get that first one under your belt, that's always a good feeling. And, you know, it's a talented Mount Marty team. And, you know, like we always say, Bobby, G-Pack road wins a G-Pack road win. And uh, so we got out of there and, you know, a 2-0 and start in the league is, is something we haven't done for a few years now. And so – We've got a lot of work left to do, obviously, but that, that's a great way to start. And, and to go on the road and get that first one was a great way to, to start the road season in the G-Pack. Absolutely. And, you know, just people looking at that Mont Marty team, obviously they're long, athletic. you got guys like Georgery, uh, Harper, Pappas. Uh, so when you look at it um, just in warm-ups, obviously Mont Marty had a little bit of a, a length advantage, maybe some athleticism too, but I mean, you had to be really happy overall with the way the guys communicated on the defensive end of the floor, especially, and was able to talk through some matchups if they had to switch the way that they communicated that. And honestly, at the end of the day, flat out just flew around the floor, especially on the defensive side. Yeah, we're defensively, we're, you know, we're never, 
we're very rarely going to be the bigger team when you look at it five on five, but we make up for that in, in our defensive intensity. Our guys have, we have a lot of guys who can make plays defensively, get deflections, put some pressure on the offense to force tough shots or force turnovers. And our guys have really been fighting hard on the defensive end. And that's, you know, we, we've got work to do there and there's still things we need to get better at. But I, for the most part, I've been pretty happy through eight games with where we're at defensively, uh, particularly in the half court. I think transition-wise and, and rebounding-wise, that's going to be a, a continued focus for us. But when we're actually in the half court, we've, we've done a pretty good job here. Uh, I would say a really high percentage of the time through eight games. Absolutely. And, and you, you nailed it right on the head. I mean, anytime you can start 2-0 in the, in the G-Pack, uh, with how tough that they're going to be again this year. That's obviously huge. Uh, getting that first GPAC road win uh, is obviously a really good thing and a nice confidence booster for the guys to get out of the gates too. So uh, really nice 82-74 win in the Mount Marty. And then, Coach, I also did hear through the grapevine that after that game there might have been a little uh, competition between the student coaches. Care to maybe enlighten us a little bit on uh, maybe what might have went down there? Well, you know what happened, Bobby. We we have a we have a student coach competition after every GPAC road win, and depending on where we're at, dictates what we're able to do. There's some places with tracks. There's some places with with more space than others, and unfortunately, Mount Marty, there's not a whole lot of options. So yeah, we had a little arm wrestling contest and. You know, Thomas Hensley is is up 1-0 on the year on Marco Balderas and post-game student coach competitions. And, you know, Mount Marty used to be a, a great place for it because they have a long jump pit, or they used to, across the hall from our locker room. And, unfortunately, that's no longer there. So, had to get a little more creative. And, uh, you know, so it's always fun to uh, see see what I come up with in those situations and, you know, like I said, Tom's got the, the early 1-0 lead on Marco. And correct me if I'm wrong now, Coach, but right across from the, that visiting locker room, it used to be that, that long jump in. And I believe it's the football locker room now. Is that right? Yeah, unfortunately it is. I used to go in there and get a little workout in before games. I had a couple weights and, and some battle ropes and a TRX. So a nice little <laughs> setup for me. Well, yeah, I mean, for those who don't know, the uh, the student coach uh, competitions at the end of the games, especially uh, in GPEC uh, road wins, are obviously huge and, and really awesome part uh, of the program and stuff, too. But, uh, yeah, Briarcliff able to go to Yankton and Mount Marty, get a really nice 82-74 to road game, and then had a really another tough uh, road game on Saturday. I mean, Coach, you traveled to uh, third-ranked team in the country, William Penn, played – Probably on paper, one of the most talented teams uh, on the schedule this year. I know really athletic, had a solid season last year. Was it the Sweet 16, if I'm not mistaken? Brought a lot of guys back, have a chance to make that kind of a run, if not deeper run, and had some chances to maybe get a really big-time upset bid. Uh, ended up falling by three, 85-82 uh, to William Penn. But, I mean, Coach, went toe-to-toe -to -toe with one of the best teams in the NAIA in both divisions well I mean, be in one division now but had to be really pleased with that obviously it would be really really nice to get uh on that road trip coming back home and get a win but I mean for the most part what a big time performance by the guys that had to be kind of happy with that yeah it's 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 a double-edged sword and you know I'm really proud of the way the guys fought and, and we played for a good chunk of that game really well 
Um, at the same time, you know, it's disappointing to lose in a game where we had chances and, uh, you know, felt frankly like we shot ourselves in the foot a couple times um, in the second half and we, we had to battle some foul trouble. But, uh, yeah, you know, there was about two quick segments of that game where we lapsed a little bit in our focus and our execution um, on both ends. You know, so you put yourself in a situation where you're down 14 on the road to a really good team in a really hostile environment. Um, and, you know, we were probably one bucket away from getting blown out. And guys just kind of kept fighting. We, we managed to get some turnovers that turned into some easy scores and, you know, took the lead back with under a minute to go. And, you know, it comes down to it. It's a tie game, eight seconds to go. And, you know, their kid hit an unbelievably tough shot. And, you know, you tip your hat to him because, you know, I, I think Quentin Bossa even tipped that shot a little bit. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really proud of the way the guys fought. And there's a lot of really good things we can take from that. And, you know, if nothing else, playing in a close game like that, it teaches you a lot, win or lose. And I'm pretty confident that's not going to be the last time this year we're in a close game where we need to, you know, execute some things. We've been there. And, you know, you learn from maybe a couple of mistakes we made. You take the positives from, from what we did really well and, and you move on. And I think if that game, you know, if by losing that game at any way, shape, and form helps us win a GPAC game down the road, that's a, that's a trade I'm willing to make. And, you know, William Penn's a great, great program. They've had a ton of success over the last decade. I mean, you, if you watch the game, Bobby, you can see all their banners hanging. Um, kind of over by our bench there and there's a lot of them um but we we played really well you know Jaden Klein Hesselink had a phenomenal second half him and Connor Groves scored it really well for us and I thought Quentin Bossa really facilitated our offense at a high level uh, especially in a game where you know Kyle Borhe was in foul trouble ended up fouling out with six and a half minutes to go um but Q did a great job and you know we, we take that, we move on, and, you know, in the long run, I do believe we're better for playing that game. And as much as we would have loved to win it, you know, we're going to take a lot of positives from it. Absolutely. And, and we've talked about it so many times here in the last few episodes, that non-conference schedule with how tough it is. It's not only going to do anything but make this team better uh, for when it comes to late January, early February, making that push. Uh, towards the end of the season. And you hit it on the nose, too. I mean, your backcourt with Groves and Clint Hesling uh, combined for for uh, 45 points here. I mean, Jaden had 23 points, obviously a big-time second half. Connor Grove shot the ball really well, 22 points. Struggled first half shooting. I know that he has a team in the first half for 3 of 18, uh, but really dialed in in the second half, 8 of 14. And, and honestly, the, the 8 of 14 stat, that's what most Briarcliff fans are, I guess, accustomed to, with especially the guard play. But I mean, the way that they came out and, and outplayed William Penn for the most part of that second half, obviously a big-time thing to, to kind of continue to build on here. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, it uh, would have been really nice uh, with being tied under a minute to come out uh, with a big-time win there. But uh, really good performance by the guys uh, against a really good team that we're going to be hearing a lot about come, come March and, and towards the end of the season. So, but, hey, we, we go, Coach, from, from one tough game into another. Uh, this time, though, kind of a quick turnaround with it being the holiday break um, instead of a Wednesday night game. Uh, it's going to be a Tuesday night now back in the Newman Flanagan Center 
which is going to be especially big time uh, with who we have coming in Tuesday night, uh, have the Dort defenders coming in Tuesday. And, you know, Coach, this is a team with, with Coach Van Hafton and Coach Lindbergh. Obviously, physicality is going to be a big thing. I, I know they always preach rebounding, uh, and the rebounding battle is going to be something that's going to be huge and taking care of the ball. And, and the sophomore guard, Coppock, has been scoring it really well this year. Uh, their underclassman, Viss, obviously has been playing really well. And, and we kind of talked before we got on here that true freshman uh, guard that they have has been playing really well for them too. So what are we kind of expecting Tuesday night uh, from a pretty uh, a balanced uh, attack from the Dort team? Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, Dort, Dort has a really good team. They've been very efficient offensively, uh, played a really tough, you know, opening GPAC schedule. You know, they, they took a loss at Morningside and then lost a really close, actually really, really good game to Concordia over the weekend. But I, I think there are some similarities between us. We're pretty balanced. Um, they have a guy in, in Jacob Viss that they can throw the ball to inside. They have multiple guards who can score it for them. They have some guys who can really shoot it. Uh, it's going to be an up-tempo, fast-paced game. But, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because Coach Van Hatton and I, we've, we've joked a lot over the last few years that you get your money's worth when you go to a Briarcliff door game because they've generally been close games, good games, exciting games. And, uh, you know, I don't expect anything less uh, here tomorrow night. Um, but it's, it's a game that we need to execute. Um, we need to, you know, every day we talk about trying to be the best version of ourselves, trying to get better every single day. And, and consistently get better as the season goes on. I think this is just another opportunity for us, uh, you know, have that home crowd energy behind us, which, you know, we played eight games and only two of them have been at home. And, and so I think our guys are excited to be back home here. And, and we have a handful of them coming up here over the next month, which is going to be nice because I'm not quite just completely sick of being on the bus, but uh, I'm ready to play some home games. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a good game. And, and, you know, both of us, we've been in some, some close games. They actually played a great game with William Penn earlier in the season, um, lost by three in overtime in that game. You know, so we're, we're both a little battle-tested at this point. We both, you know, had a couple tough losses, a couple really nice wins. And it's a game that you, you know this as well as anybody. Generally, it's going to come down to the last couple minutes when Briar, Cliff, and Dort play. Um, you know, we both, both programs have been fortunate to have a lot of success and, you know, it's a program, obviously we have a lot of respect for, but, uh, you know, I think our guys are ready to go. And I, I think the thing about this team that I've really seen so far, well, two things really is, is pretty resilient. Um, you know, going through a little bit of a gauntlet of a schedule here, guys have been really resilient and, and our team's really together and, guys willing to sacrifice, guys willing to, you know, we're always going to ride the hot hand. And so there's some games where that might mean player A plays more minutes than player B and the next game. It might be the exact opposite, but, but our guys are really bought into to getting better and, and being the best we can be. And so I, I'm excited to, to get back at it. And, you know, GPEG games, we said this a couple weeks ago, getting ready for Concordia, when you compare the intensity, the execution and all of that, from a GPAC game to a non-conference game, it just gets amped up a little bit. And, and so I feel really good about it. We're, we, had, we had a couple of good, good days of practice here, and I think our guys are really prepared and, and ready to go tomorrow night. And I know how analytical uh, you do get with points per possession and all that kind of stuff. 
and I know obviously this is the case for every single game, and it goes no more true than whether it be Dort, Northwestern, Concordia, any GPAC team, those tip passes, diving on the floor, loose balls, who's going to pick that up? And, yeah, those last three, four minutes of the game, especially against Dort, from what I remember, is going to be huge. And who's going to get that tip pass and who's going to make the extra hustle play? Is it specifically things like that in the game like this that you're looking forward to most or that you're stressing more to the guys? Or is it, hey, we got to win the rebound battle. These guys are big, physical, strong. Or what's that kind of look like? Well, it's, it's, it's not necessarily any one thing. Um, you know, we talk a lot about being very disciplined in our fundamentals defensively. And, you know, if we're doing that, that allows us to make those plays because you're going to be in the right position. You're going to have great vision of, of your man. You're going to have great vision of the ball. And so, yeah, re- rebounding is something that's just kind of been a something we've been harping on a lot because it's an area where I think we well, – I know we need to get better, but I think we have the capability to get better. And, and so that's something we're, we're definitely talking about. But, you know, defensively, it, it comes down to transition and rebounding. Those have probably been two of our not as strong points. You know, at times we've been really good, and at times we've struggled a little bit. And, and building consistency there starts in practice. And I think, you know, we've had a good couple of days. And, you know, it's exciting when you see what you work on in practice carry over to the games. And, and so I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing that tomorrow. And, yeah, you're, we're going to have to make tough plays. We're going to have to win a loose ball on the floor. We're going to have to win a tough rebound, you know, maybe get a steal that leads to a transition bucket. But, uh, you know, I think a lot of it gets amplified and magnified in the last couple minutes. But sometimes I think we forget about how big of an impact taking a charge three minutes into the game can have on something. You know, if it gets somebody in foul trouble if it makes an, an offensive player hesitant, uh, you know, and so, you know, we can go back to the William Penn game, you know, everybody's going to talk about the shot they hit and rightfully so that kid hit an unbelievable shot. People, you know, probably look at, we missed a couple free throws down the stretch and we did. And, and, and that hurts, but there's a lot of stuff that happens throughout the game that you forget about because it's not at the end that's just as equally, if not more important. And so it's, it's about being consistent for 40 minutes, be disciplined in, in your fundamentals, be disciplined with the game plan. And I think the team that does that better is going to win. Um, you know, it, it's, we make basketball complicated sometimes as coaches, but generally the team that makes the less mistakes is going to win. You know, it's not about the highlight play. It's not about a big dunk or a, a kick out three. It's who makes less mistakes, who executes what they do better. That team's probably going to win. I, I, I would 99% of the time that team's going to win. And so consistency is something we've harped on, frankly, since last season ended. Uh, we've made some, some big strides there. And, you know, that's something we can continue to, to get better at. And, and when we do, you know, I think, I think we have something really good going with this group. And you say it, and it sounds so crazy to the general person because, yeah, of course, they'd like to see the Briarcliff three after three or a, or a big-time play or something like that or an Eric Erdman pass between the legs to someone. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it is that uh, if you just make the easy plays, I mean, sometimes it sounds very cliche, but that's all it takes. And I know sometimes it can be very methodical for uh, the general fan to watch, so to speak. But, I mean, 
when you go back and watch on film, I mean, making easy plays, I mean, it's a thing of beauty. So 100% know where you're coming from there and, and things like that. And that's just as simple as it is sometimes. So big time game here Tuesday. Uh, Dort defenders are coming to town. I know the women tip off here at six. Men's game will tip off at 745. That's going to be a big time game. I'm really excited to watch that. And then coach got one more uh, big time test this week here. Um, it's an exhibition game, but on Friday traveling down uh, and playing Northwest Missouri State. I mean, that's, a, that's a team that's generally really solid, really competitive. Uh, going to be one of those non-conference games um, that's going to be a really nice kind of amplified example to see like, hey, where are we at right now? What can we kind of do? Uh, so I guess on Friday when you're going down to Missouri, what, uh, what are some things you might be looking for on that just really quick here? Well, first of all, you, you, you definitely understated um, what their program has been really over the last decade. And, and my stats could be wrong here. I think they've won eight consecutive conference championships in, in the MIAA, which is an NCAA Division II league. Really, really good basketball league. They've won it eight straight times. In the last four years, they've won three national titles. And I think there's definitely a strong argument that it would be four out of five if it wasn't for, you know, 2020 and COVID-19 taking away national tournaments. And, and I, frankly, I think there's an argument that you look at the last five, six years in college basketball, there's not a program at any level that's, that's been more consistently good and had more success than the Northwest Missouri State has. I know at the end of last season, I think they were 97-3 and three in their last 100 games. You know, so that gives you an idea of, of what they've been. And so, yeah, it's going to be a great test for us. And they are incredibly efficient offensively. They don't take bad shots. They, they run their stuff really well. They work really hard defensively to make things difficult for you. And, and when they, they asked us about playing this game, you know, for me it was, well, heck, yeah. Why wouldn't you want to challenge yourself with that? Because, you know, it's a program I have a ton of respect for. And Coach McCollum's built that program over, you know, I don't know how long he's been there, a dozen years or more. And, you know, they, it wasn't something where he walked into an unbelievable situation. They hadn't been all that good. And he's built them into an absolute powerhouse. And, you know, when I brought it up to our guys, you know, as competitors, they all said the same thing. Heck, yeah, I want to play that game. And so – you know, yeah, it's a non-conference game. It's an exhibition game. It doesn't count on our record. But, man, you want to talk about a measuring stick just to see where we're at. Uh, that That's going to be it. So it's going to be really fun. You know, they have beautiful facilities down there. And just going to be fun to compete against somebody. I'm sure Briarcliff's played them at some point. But it, it Coach Schultz might have been playing the last time Briarcliff played Northwest most. So it's going to be fun to go down there and see where we're at. And – you know, again, I, I don't think anything but positives will come from that because, you know, win, lose, whatever happens, it's going to show us some stuff. It's going to let us know where we're at. And, and there's a lot you can take from that. And, yeah, that uh, that game, like I said, is going to be this Friday, uh, Black Friday here. A uh, tip-off for that is going to be at 2 o'clock uh, here in the afternoon down uh, in Maryville, Missouri. Uh, exhibition game, Briarcliff Chargers take on Northwest Missouri State. So make sure you tune into that one on bcuchargers.com. Uh, Going to be a really good game. Uh, excited to see how the guys compete because obviously uh, with the stature and magnitude of how Northwest Missouri State's been in the last 10, 15 years, definitely going to be a good measuring stick, like you said. So 
Well, now, Coach, with it being uh, Thanksgiving, just based off of the last few years here, I know uh, a few of the different life roles that you have. So kind of excited to see what you have in store for this week. So we'll move into our segment now of uh, the good old life rules. Well, I, I, I've definitely offended some people in the last few days with my thoughts on Thanksgiving food. And apparently some people get really defensive about it and, and claim to me that they eat Thanksgiving food all the time, which I'm sure they actually don't. But, uh, you know, I think my life rule is when it comes to Thanksgiving, you gotta, you gotta plan out your, your day. You don't want to eat so much food that you feel miserable. It comes down to your plate construction. You know, that first time through, you don't need to have things falling off the side. Just take it easy the first time, see how you're feeling, and then take a break before dessert. You don't want to go right into dessert right after a big meal. And, and my downfall on Thanksgiving is the dessert, so I have to remind myself of this. But Thanksgiving food in general, terrible. Um, we're going we're gonna to have, we're gonna have a, a meal with our guys on Thursday evening, and I already told them we will not be eating Thanksgiving food. We're gonna, we'll, we'll have something on the smoker at, at our house, but it's not going to be turkey and mashed potatoes and gravy. So I don't even know if that's a good life rule, Bobby, but that, that's what I think about Thanksgiving. Well, hey, that's, uh, that's definitely a meal that I would take. I know my, my first year at Dakota Wesleyan, we had the, uh, the privilege of going to uh, Chicago, Illinois, played in the St. Francis Invitational. We played Lincoln College in St. Francis down there. And uh, Thursday, uh, Thanksgiving Day, we're walking around, and uh, obviously not a whole lot of things open in Chicago. So Thursday for Thanksgiving, I had a little McDonald's. So that's that's what I had my first year. So and probably said, probably the probably open. better than turkey and mashed potatoes. So that's probably a win for you, Bobby. Well, we'll we'll see. I mean, either one, it's not good for the waistline, but yeah. Well, now we're going to move our way uh, into the shout-out category. And, uh, Coach, I know you'll, uh, you'll start us off here. Uh, give us your shout-out here for this last week. Yeah, I got an easy one today. You know, it's Monday night, and uh, it's just a real quick happy birthday shout-out to Coach Forbes. It's his birthday today. So, happy birthday, Coach Forbes. I want to give a shout-out to uh, a good friend of mine, a guy that's helped me a lot uh, in the coaching ranks, and that's Jacob Randall. Uh, he was the – assistant coach my first year uh, Dakota Wesleyan and since he's been at McCook Community College on uh, the JUCO ranks uh, the head coach down there I know they've been off to uh, a so-so start here but uh, he's really excited for that group that they have they've had a, uh, a couple really tough close losses against some really quality teams so uh, he's got a really good group excited to see where they go the rest of the year so I want to give a shout out to uh, to coach Randall though there in McCook so hey and, and two things to add to that one I actually recruited coach Brandle way back when, when he was coming out of JUCO. And I didn't do a very good job because I didn't get him um, when I was coaching at Hastings, but he's actually a, a Dana Viking, so I can second this shout-out. Always give a shout-out to the, to the Dana Vikes. Got to give love, absolutely. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of BC Buckets Podcast. I know this week here, uh, with it being Thanksgiving, make sure Tuesday night you guys head on out to the New Flanagan Center uh, a really big-time game here for the Chargers, uh, taking on the Dort defenders who are coming to town. Women's game will tip off at 6. The men's game will tip off at 7.45. And I know, Coach, you and I are really looking forward to that. I'm excited to see uh, how that third GPAC game goes for the guys and just overall just kind of see 
uh, where we're at uh, after the weekend. So uh, Briarcliff plays at home against Dort in Sioux City in the Newman Flanagan Center. Women at 6, men at 7.45 on Tuesday, and then they travel to Northwest Missouri State on Friday for that exhibition game at 2 o'clock. Coach, best of luck. Another big-time week here for you guys. Uh, as always, wishing nothing but the best here. Thanks, Bobby.